0: Good evening. It's good to be here this evening. I spent most of today behind the counter at Home Depot, tool round, and believe me, this is a much more wonderful place. Uh, the title of this evening's lesson is A Fool by Any Other Name, and it's taken from 1 Samuel chapter 25 and verses 2 and 3. 1 Samuel 25, verses 2 and 3. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife Abigail, and she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. This evening, the lesson is about a man who had wealth, power, and a wonderful wife. By the world's standards, he had everything. The man's name was Nabal. According to Unger's Bible Dictionary, the name Nabal means foolish. The lesson will focus on three things that he lacked. As we study the life of this Old Testament character, you will see that the three things that he lacked are things that we Christians should possess. My hope is that the failures of Nabal will cause you to reflect on your current spiritual condition. Ultimately, the lesson will ask the question, does the world see in your life a love and gratefulness to God for your many blessings? The lesson is divided into three sections. The first section being verses 4 through 11. So we're going to be reading that first. Section 1, 4 through 11 of 1 Samuel chapter 25. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I affirm that you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you, Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son, David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shears and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? In this section of our study, we find the first thing that Nabal lacked. He lacked an appreciation for his material blessings. When a person has been blessed by God with wealth and truly appreciates what they have, what do they do with it? They share it. They give it to those who are without. This man was not going to share what he had with David's men even during a feast. Nowhere in these verses does Nabal ever say one word of being blessed richly by God nor extending that blessing to others. God does not bless us with material gain to hide it or to keep it to ourselves. We are to be generous with our material blessings. In Acts chapter 20 verse 35, the apostle Paul, speaking to the elders of the Ephesus congregation, said, I have shown you In every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And in Luke chapter 14 and verses 12 through 14, our Lord pointed out a more excellent way of hospitality than he, Jesus, also said to him who invited him, when you give a dinner, or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the main, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you. For you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Have you ever known someone like this? Money is no problem for them. They have a good job, a beautiful home, several nice cars, and lots of land. They are living in prosperity because God has blessed them so. However, their lack of appreciation for what God's love and blessings is not found in their lives because of their selfish ways. What wealth they have, they keep to themselves. They do not share what they have with those in need. They take all the credit for their wealth and prosperity, and they never give God the credit and praise that he deserves. Section 2 is verses 12 through 22. Section 2 of the lesson is from verses 12 through 22. So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword and about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them. When we were in the fields, they were a wall to us, both by night and day, all the time we were with him, keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, no one consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seas of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me, see, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Naboth. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down under cover of the hill, and there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. In this section of our study, we find the second thing that Nabal left. He lacked an appreciation for what had been done for him. David and his men had risked their own lives to protect Nabal's shepherds and his sheep. These men had formed a wall with their bodies, both night and day, to ensure that those who worked for Nabal and what belonged to him remained safe. Let us recall what has gone on in David's life. Up to this point in time, he was anointed by Samuel, defeated Goliath, became King Saul's son-in-law, and became commander of the armies and the nation's popular hero. David's popularity turned King Saul against him. King Saul tried to kill him, but David fled. For years, he was a fugitive in the mountains and in the wilderness. Somehow he managed to accumulate some 600 followers. Saul was in hot pursuit, but David always escaped. So David, knowing Saul was seeking his life, was able to forget about his own troubles long enough to save the lives of Nabal's shepherds and sheep. Of course David thought that Nabal would gladly provide food and drink For David and his men, after all they had done for him, especially when you consider this was a festive time. Instead of recognizing what a blessing had been bestowed on him by God through David and his men, Nabal behaved in an ungracious and an ungrateful way. Do you know anyone like this? There are some people who are taken care of by others. Those who receive wonderful acts of love, generosity, and gifts, and the response is not even a thank you. These folks seem to act as if somehow they're entitled to be treated with special kindness and never once display an appreciation to the giver. This kind of behavior is not lost on God. However, even if David had never done anything to help Nabal, Nabal still should have given to David and his men some of whatever had come to his hand. Why? Because God expects us to do good. We read in 1 Timothy chapter 6, and verses 17-19, through 19, Command those who are rich in this present age, not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And also in Hebrews thirteen sixteen. We read, but do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And finally, we come to our third section of the lesson, verses 23 through 36. I know we're doing a lot of reading. I figured I would help you with your Bible study for the week. That's 1 Samuel 25. And verses 23 thirty six. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be, and please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard the scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him, but I, your maid servant, did not see the young men of my Lord, whom you sent. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed, and from avenging yourself with your own hand. Now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespasses of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you nor offensive heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has dealt with. I'm sorry, for that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you. Unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him, and said to her, Go in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. In this section of our study, we find the third thing that Nabal lacked. He lacked an appreciation for his spouse. What do we know about Abigail? According to verse 3, she was a woman of good understanding and and beautiful appearance. However, we discover much more about her her here in section three of chapter 25. She was humble, respectful to David, and courageous. She was wise and knew of David's past and future kingship, but she was also used by God providentially. Let's look once again at verses 32-32. 234 Then David said to Abigail Blessed is the Lord of God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me and blessed is your advice and blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand for indeed as the Lord God of Israel lives who has kept me back from hurting you Unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light, no males would have been left to Nabal. This was no ordinary person. And yet, do we read anywhere of Nabal's love for her? Do we see anywhere in these verses his affection for Abigail, either in words or action? Several things point to a bad relationship. Abigail did not discuss Her intentions with her husband, probably out of fear. Back in section 2 and verse 19, we read, And she said to her servants, Go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. Then we have her derogatory description of her husband here in verse 25. Please let not my lord regard this scoundrel Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and Folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord, whom you sent. Do you really think that Nabal appreciated this wonderful woman when she describes him in this manner? And finally, in verse 36, we read again, Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was holding a feast in his house, Like the feast of a king, and Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little, or much until morning light. Does this sound like Nabal missed his wife? Was he even concerned with her whereabouts? If this had been your spouse, would you not have tried to find her and make sure she was safe? Would you not have thanked God each day for her? What kind of relationship should we Christians have as husband and wife? We read in Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 22 through 33, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and holy. And without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. from the life of Nabal. What end would he deserve? Here's a man with wealth, power, and a wonderful wife, and yet his life demonstrates to us a lack of appreciation for all that God had blessed him with. What end would he receive? Let's look at verses 37 and 38. So it was in the morning... When the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him and he became like a stone, then it happened after about ten days that the Lord struck Nabal and he died. And what would become of Abigail? Reading verses 39 through 42. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the because of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept a servant from evil, for the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. So where do you see yourself this evening? Do you live each day displaying a deep appreciation to God. Does the world see in your life a love and gratefulness to God for your many blessings? I know this is difficult for many of us when we work in situations and places uh, daily where we see people going about their jobs with almost no care for the others working with them You almost never hear the word God mentioned, and if it is, it's used usually in profanity. And yet, we're expected to show, to be an example to those around us, the love of God and our appreciation for all that we have. Whatever little the world might consider it, we know that we have a God, and we're going to be with him someday. And so we look forward to that with hope. But are, is our lives actually demonstrating that? That was what the lesson was about because all my lessons are telling me, Doug, this is what you need. Maybe your brothers and sisters need the same thing in their lives. And so I'm always talking to myself the most when I go over my sermons and practice them. I need the lesson way more than most of my brothers and sisters, but I hope perhaps you could get something from the lesson and take you back to work tomorrow or back to school where you are, wherever you have to be tomorrow with your friends or your neighbors or your loved ones, and perhaps they'll see in you something new, something they haven't seen in a while. And so that's that brings us to the invitation, and I I, I know that everyone here for the most part has been immersed uh other than the little children. But if you have a desire tonight to rededicate your life to the Lord, we're here for that. Both the elders are here tonight to talk with you if you have any questions uh, about that. Um, And perhaps your life has leaned more towards behaving like Nabal. You know, it can happen. You go day in and day out. You're beaten down and beaten down and beaten down. And you find yourself pretty much disgruntled some months. You go through a period where people are saying, What happened? You used to, to laugh. You used to smile more. And, it's, you, and you go home and you say, I thought I was doing a good job. Evidently not. You know, if the world's seeing you're not smiling, you're not smiling. You know, so maybe it's time to check that and, you know, do something about it. So that's our invitation. Whatever your need is this evening, won't you let us know what that is? As together, we stand in the same i the invitation. Capture blessings.